0: The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today.
1: Now this is a brand new Monday, a live look outside to start off your day. We are expecting even more rain right here in Central Texas to start off your work week. Good morning,
2: I'm Sally Hernandez. And
3: I'm Tom Miller. All clear right now, but that could be changing later today. Meteorologist Kristen Curry is looking at that.
2: Good morning, guys. Yeah, we've got a chance of rain today and actually a better chance later in the week. So we're encouraged to see this active weather pattern continue. Let me begin with clouds and radar because as you can tell at the moment, most of us Dry with a little bit of cloud cover up top, but what am I watching? I'm watching these showers and storms falling apart over the big country. They're slowly approaching Mason County, San Saba County, but as you can see, they're struggling to contain themselves. So we'll see. We'll see if they can actually make it to Austin. My rain chances low this morning. I do have a rain chance, though, for the afternoon hours. So if we miss out on the morning activity, that's okay. There will be another opportunity later. What are we looking at? temperature wise fifties this morning fifties across most of central texas which is not too far from where we started yesterday anywhere from one to two degrees on either side of those sunday morning lows but your monday's gonna feel pretty similar with fifties and sixties to start and seventies to finish yesterday we hit 74 as a high today i'm going 75 there's that rain chance you could see it starts fairly low gets up to about 30% today meaning the majority of us still stay dry but there is going to be just enough in our atmosphere to keep that rain chance in the forecast so some spotty rain to start we got temperatures warming up through the week yes we finally start talking 80s in the days to come but there will be a late week cold front and that late week cold front has our best opportunity of rain for the work week so coming up in your first winning forecast we'll talk about everything you need to know as we gear up for a brand new week it's coming up in just a few minutes
1: sounds good daniel perry that former army sergeant convicted of murder last week will be issued a date for sentencing today. A judge will decide how long he could be behind bars.
3: But we've also learned Governor Greg Abbott is working to pardon Perry. Day after that guilty verdict, the governor directing a tweet at the Texas Parole Board to expedite review of Perry's conviction.
1: Attorney Rick Cofer, who is also a former assistant district attorney for Travis County, sharing his take on that request. And he says Governor Abbott's request undermines the state's legal process.
3: Abbott served on the Texas Supreme Court He knows Texas law. He knows that what he has proposed to do today is inconsistent with the law. What you're seeing today is purely political theater, and it's sad.
1: Perry shot and killed Gary Foster back in 2020 during protests, those demonstrators surrounded Perry's car. He said he felt threatened when Foster came up to his car carrying a weapon.
3: Going in depth on this, under the Texas Constitution, the governor can only grant a pardon if it's first recommended by the Board of Pardons and Paroles. Governor Greg Abbott has granted one to 10 Texans recently. In December 2022, the governor granted a pardon to two Texans. One of the crimes was an assault conviction, the other selling alcohol to a minor. In December 2021, the governor granted parole to eight people. Four of those pardons were for theft crimes two burglaries, one was for unlawfully carrying a weapon and another was for tax evasion.
1: Two expelled Tennessee lawmakers say they work to get back in office. Former Democrat State Representative Justin Jones and Justin Pearson say they want to be reappointed, then elected back to their seats. Republican colleagues expelled the two for what they call disorderly behavior on the House floor while rallying for tougher gun control measures. The following mass shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville prompted the protest. Pearson, who was recently elected, said that he never felt welcome.
0: It has always been a toxic work environment to work in the Tennessee State Capitol. When you have people who make
4: comments about hanging you on a tree and hanging Black people on a tree as a form of capital punishment.
1: GOP leaders said the expulsions were necessary to show lawmakers disruptions of House proceedings through through protest will not be tolerated.
3: Back here at home, you can share your thoughts on bills that would affect LGBTQ plus Texans. Austin's LGBTQ Quality of Life Advisory Commission holding its monthly meeting today. It will discuss what it calls anti-LGBTQ bills and the possible impact of this legislative session. Anyone can attend. That meeting is tonight at seven.
1: A possible spike of a rare infection when Austin Public Health officials want you to look out for so you don't catch it.
3: And a local business could get the opportunity of a lifetime. Just how much money Austin FC is giving to help others chase their dreams. Good morning, a live look outside. I'm looking back at downtown Austin from the KXAN Tower Camp, high atop our studios. Thanks for being with us on this Monday morning. Austin Public Health is on the lookout for a possible spike in a rare kind of strep. Strep bacteria typically causes a sore throat, causes fever. However, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports a surge nationwide in invasive group A strep cases. Started in the fall, and this can cause toxic shock syndrome if sepsis is untreated, I should say, and sepsis if untreated. So far, APH says Travis County hasn't seen significant increases.
0: We are not um, seeing a a lot of increase in cases here in Austin, Travis County. Um, But if, if there were a trend where we're seeing more cases, it would be something that would be brought to the attention of our disease surveillance team here.
3: You can find treatment options and which annual shots can lower your risk on our website at KXN.com.
1: It is Donate Life Month, and today will be declared as Diz Kidney Donor Day right here in Austin. Councilmember Leslie Poole is going to read a proclamation today to make it official in efforts to bring awareness of living kidney donation. According to the Texas Organ Sharing Alliance, more than 10,000 people are waiting for a kidney transplant right now in the state of Texas. The event will be in the parking lot of the Kidney Transplant Center, which starts at noon. It's back to work after a busy Easter weekend. For many, hope you had a nice and relaxing one. Overseas, Pope Francis was back to preside over Easter Mass in the Vatican City's St. Peter's Square.
3: And this Mass included 38,000 flowers from the Netherlands. Pope Francis delivering remarks asking Russia to seek the truth about the invasion of Ukraine. An 86-year-old, now the Pope has made a push for more talks between Israelis and Palestinians after recent violence. Bodies found in Austin's Lady Bird Lake. What local authorities are doing to try and prevent more deaths near Rainy Street.
1: Thousands of cases are sitting at the Hayes County DA's office. The workload left behind for the newly elected DA and how they plan to tackle it.
0: It's Texas and Texas State tonight and tomorrow. And for the Longhorns, that's the end of a busy stretch of baseball. I've got more on that coming up.
2: This
1: KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pullout shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach.
0: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. Busy stretch for Longhorn Baseball. In fact, they'll play tonight and tomorrow against Texas State. That's because they thought they'd have Sunday off. The Kansas State series scheduled for Thursday to Saturday but pushed because of rain, so they had to play Sunday and it was important. They split the first two so a series went on the line and how about Garrett Gilmet, home run in the first just like he did against Oklahoma State. But they got more than just the 3 runs they did last week against the Cowboys on the home run. That is Eric Kennedy, he brings home a pair as they take a 4 to 1 lead on K State. Well, David Pierce didn't get to see it all. He got tossed out of the game, and so did Kennedy. That one more costly. He can't play tonight. Back to the game. Dylan Campbell didn't. He stayed in. Big hit right here. This one kind of busted it open. The ground rule double, but with runners at second and third, both scored. And the Longhorns go on to win at 8-2, so they get the series victory over K-State. They sit atop the Big 12 standings. Again, it's a busy stretch tonight and tomorrow against Texas State. That's five games in five days. It's so much more fun. Um, it's going to be a challenge for us uh, without an without off day that we're used to having um, on a Monday. But we, we look forward to new challenges every week, and uh, we're excited to get ready for uh, Texas State. This is my first time playing against them, but I've seen it all on YouTube and Twitter and all that stuff, and it looks like a fun game, and I can tell you we're really excited for it, especially from last year. Um, tempers were flaring, but we're, we're going to play some good ball, and I know we're really excited for it. Yeah, Bobcat Ballpark will be packed tonight, and then tomorrow
3: they'll turn around and play at The Dish. Back to you. All right, thank you Roger Austin FC could help you win a hundred thousand dollars team is hosting its dream starter competition this summer this is to help support business ventures
1: it's the annual initiative that supports entrepreneurs from underrepresented backgrounds previous winners you're looking at video there include at ease rentals corporation to support military families and changing lanes driving school which helps employ commercial vehicle drivers from diverse backgrounds the application is open through april 21st five the finalists will be selected next month and then the winner is announced may 23rd so get on it apply if you have a good business idea yeah you want to grow it grow it with
2: austin fc it's yeah, very cool i love that they seem so dedicated to the city like yeah. everything they do is austin focused yes. you know
3: and the city gives back its love. That's true. It's that is true.
2: Yes, 100%. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast today because right now we are quiet, but we're watching these decaying showers and storms out over the far kind of big country here. Not yet in our hill country, but we'll see if they can hold together long enough to make it. I'm really not anticipating anything super impressive this morning. I think there's a better chance once we hit the afternoon hours. Live look outside. Our Whittlesey Landscapes flies weather camera there in southeast Austin showing us Give view of the city. We're not seeing anything in the way of fog issues. 57 degrees. Northeast winds, less than five miles per hour. And our humidity uh, up there right now, at 96%. I think today is going to feel similar in the afternoon hours to what you felt yesterday. That's forecast high of 75, and a 30% chance of storms and showers, mainly for the later part of today. So again, not discounting what we could see. Mainland, the hill country this morning with some spot rain, but I'm anticipating a little bit better coverage around lunchtime and beyond. Not everybody's gonna see the rain today, but it's a 30% chance of showers and a few isolated storms, not expected to be severe. I'm not seeing this set up for severe weather, which is the good news. But as far as the timing goes, all of this pretty much clears late night and we're waking up tomorrow with a mix of sun and clouds. How much rain could we see? Well, anywhere from a few hundredths of an inch to about a quarter of an inch, there's the potential, very low potential. We see up to an inch of rain in very isolated spots spots. spots, but that's if and only if we get a downpour in here. I think in general, it's a safe bet that we're going to see just very light rainfall amounts. So let me take you through the week. Tomorrow, we'll go with another low rain chance. Wednesday looks mainly dry, as does Thursday, but once we get into Friday, there's going to be a storm system passing toward north that brings us some rain chances late in the day, more so Saturday. Saturday, at the moment, looking at the wettest and best chance of rain, and that's going to be at 40%. How much rain can we see between now and the end of the weekend maybe about three quarters of an inch to an inch so this week isn't trending super wet but at least we have a couple of rain off opportunities being today and again on saturday so your seven day forecast is a 30 percent chance of storms and showers with highs in the mid 70s same thing tomorrow upper 70s wednesday finally getting our 80s back come thursday and then you'll notice the rain chances picking up friday into saturday next cold front takes off about 10 degrees from our highs leaves us in the mid seventies with the mix of sun and clouds to finish the weekend. Hey
3: everyone joining me now is Ed Buskey, who is the director of marine science over at UT. Thank you so much for being here. We want to talk about all things about seaweed. We hear a lot of the headlines out in the Gulf kind of taking over uh, some of the beaches in in Florida. Can you, can you tell me what you know about it? Why is
5: It's so large in size right now. The bloom is caused by a species called sargassum. Anyway, it has sort of a unique characteristic in that it can just float uh, in the ocean. It has uh, little gas bladders called nematocysts that allow it to float at the surface. And so you can actually track this big blob of seaweed heading towards Texas from satellites. And so that's why they have a pretty good idea about the size potential for the bloom this year. Right? What, do, what do plants need in order to grow? They need sunlight, they need water, and they need nutrients. Primarily, things like nitrogen and phosphorus that you put in your fertilizer that you use in the garden. So, obviously, a plant like that that grows at the surface of the ocean has plenty of sunlight because it's right at the top of the of the water column. And so, the main source that causes these blooms, we think, is an increase in nutrients in coastal waters that are then ending up in the basically the area where where these things grow is just above the equator.
3: I guess, rain events and flooding when that pours into the Gulf that contributes to the increased amount of algae blooms.
5: So you, you've probably heard of the dead zone at the Mississippi River. So that's caused by excess nutrients going into the northern Gulf. So the loop current takes some of that out of the Gulf of Mexico and, and sends it into the Atlantic, into the area known as the Sargasso Sea. So that can be one contributing factor to the nutrients. It's also thought uh, that the Amazon River as well as the Congo rivers also send uh excess nutrients now into the into the northern part of the Atlantic where this bloom forms so there are a number of potential sources
3: what role does climate change play you think
5: well that would that would increase the frequency of of hurricanes as we've seen in the last decade and so again the path that a hurricane takes it tends to mix that water up from very deep in the ocean and that water has excess nutrients in it obviously the the best solution would be to re- reduce the amount of uh, nutrients going into the ocean in those major rivers.
1: Thanks, Sean. All right, you're gonna notice more. Austin police patrolling the rainy Street area at night after two bodies are pulled out of Lady Bird Lake right by there within recent weeks.
3: Police say there's no evidence of foul play here. Both cases still under investigation. Just the latest though, in some new safety measures along the trail Others include temporary fences with caution signs, more lighting as well. People who walk along the trail say the patrols will help them feel safe, but they also wonder what else the city can do. Police say these patrols will take place indefinitely. And going in depth here, the city says there have been five different late night or overnight drownings near Rainy Street since 2014. Those two this year, plus three between 2014 and 2018, all of those deaths ruled accidental. Circumstances surrounding the deaths varied, but factors they had in common were easy access to the lake and also alcohol.
1: The district attorney in Hayes County is dealing with a backlog of more than 5,000 unfiled criminal cases, some dating back two years and haven't been assigned to a prosecutor yet.
3: And KXA and Sarah Shea explains how this happened and what the district attorney is now doing to fix it
1: thousands and
4: thousands of cases at the Hayes County District Attorney's Office. It was just waiting in a stack, waiting in a pile of other cases, going years without being touched. It goes from, you know, murders to smoking a joint, right? I mean, the whole range. Newly elected Hayes County DA Kelly Higgins says they have a backlog of over 5,000 unfiled criminal cases. One of them was an involuntary manslaughter charge that dated back to January 2022. He says the family of the victim went a year without hearing from the DA's office. Our office had not done anything about um, an accident in which her son, her son in his 20s, was killed. D. A Higgins says previous administrations would spend 12 to 14 months building an entire case file before letting an attorney look at it. Now they are trying to speed up the process. We want to pick one up, spend a few minutes reading what it's about and make a decision. Either we want to go forward or we don't want to go forward. Sam Benavides, communications director with the nonprofit Mano Amiga, says waiting years for a case to be filed is difficult for both the defendant and a victim. Those records are available to uh, potential landlords, it's also really terrible for the victims who are forced to relive that trauma in court years later. The Hayes County Commissioner's Court approved two more attorneys for the DA's office to help sort through the backlog. Still, Benavides says there needs to be work done to prevent having thousands of cases in the first place. Again, implementing these programs, then services that actually prevent crime from occurring, things that address you know, the housing crisis, food insecurity, um, and mental illness, um, most importantly. Sarah Alsha, KXAN News.
1: DA Higgins says some low-level offenses like marijuana possession are getting dismissed unless there are other factors involved, like gun charges or stolen property. The DA says violent crimes are being prioritized. Now going in depth, the power that elected prosecutors have to dismiss certain cases may change. Conservative lawmakers have filed more than 30 bills intending to limit prosecutorial discretion. They are designed to force prosecutors to pursue cases like abortion, election fraud, and first-time drug offender cases they may otherwise throw out especially in Texas, the largest left-leaning counties. One bill passed in the Senate on Wednesday. It's the first such bill to pass either chamber.
0: Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.